Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 170. Let every creature hail the morn on which the holy child was born, and know through God's exceeding grace release from things of time and place. I listened from no mortal tongue to hear the song the angels sung and wait within myself to know the Christmas lilies bud and blow. Hymn number 170.
The scriptural will be given by Karen from California. Deuteronomy. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig tree granites, a land of oil, olive, and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Psalms. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable one. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. 
Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 383. Whatever dims thy sense of truth or stains thy purity, though light as breath of summer air, O count it sin to thee. Hymn number 383. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here with our roundtable discussion, where we discuss this week's lesson and other topics that need to be covered. 
and learn how to practice better this science of Christianity, Christian science. And we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And it will also be available on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 every Sunday morning. And that Sunday school is available to children anywhere. It has its own dedicated teleconference number. And many of our students uh, don't live in the area, and they attend via telephone. That means that uh, if you don't live in the area, and you have a child of Sunday school age, your child can also attend. So please call us. We'll give you the number. And we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting that every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. So if you do attend, you can bring the whole family. Our next Bible study session will be this coming Saturday, December 16, at 10 a.m. So check the website for study questions, and please join us Saturday morning for a lively session. You'll be happy that you did. We have 17 websites in all in different languages, and as a result, the pure truth of Christian science is reaching millions of people around the world, in many cases in their own language. And everything that we offer on our websites is free of charge. You can listen, read, download without, without charge. Freely we have received and freely we give. And that is why we are so grateful to those of you who contribute financially to this church and the great cause that it supports. There's an article <clears throat> that I'd like to point out that's featured on our English website entitled, God Governs the Universe, by Martha Wilcox. Excellent article. It uh, kind of puts everything in perspective. I recommend it highly. God Governs the Universe, by Martha Wilcox. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage in our textbook, Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Matthew from Kentucky. Page 694, an expression of loving gratitude 
In the spring of 1893, while studying for the ministry, science and health was placed in my hands, and the truth contained therein at once became to me the pearl of great price. I literally devoured the book, reading it about 18 hours a day. Its originality was startling, upsetting my preconceived opinions of God, man, and creation. Two sentences especially appealed to me. The foundation of mortal discord is a false sense of man's origin, page 262. And, for right reasoning, there should be but one fact before the thought, namely, spiritual existence, page 492. I had found the keynote to the science of being, as taught in the marvelous book, and persevered until a glimpse of the new heavens and new earth came, where the old were passing away. With this spiritual uplifting came also physical health. All my life had been spent in semi-invalidism, and I seemed destined to a life of suffering. In three weeks after beginning science and health, to my joyful surprise, I found myself a well man, sound physically and uplifted spiritually. Life was being lived from a new basis. The old things of personal sense were passing away and all things becoming new. I learned that the infinite good is the one friend upon whom we can call at all times an all-powerful, ever-present help in every time of trouble, that his children are really governed in peace and harmony by spiritual law, and as the right understanding of it is gained, the other things soon follow, bringing a peace the human concept can never know. For the last 12 years, my whole time has been devoted to Christian science practice, and I have seen nearly every so-called incurable disease healed by its beneficent influence. God bless our dear leader. He has set before us an open door which no man can shut, and it is but a question of time when the world will know her better and love her more. E.E.N. Washington, D.C. The Bible and the Christian Science Textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. And today's lesson sermon can be found on page 24 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, God the Preserver of Man. The golden text is from Psalms. Preserve me, O God, for in Thee do I put my trust. 
The responsive reading is from Psalms. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth, my flesh also shall rest in hope. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Craig will now read. The Bible, Exodus. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Psalms. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he have done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that we should make them known to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. It might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law and forget his works and his wonders that he showed them. Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Though he commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given to them of the corn of heaven. Man did eat angels' food. For all this, they sinned still and believed not for his wondrous works. Therefore, their days did they consume in vanity and their years in trouble. Then they sought him 
And they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth and they lied to him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him. Neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity. For he remembered that they were but flesh. A wind that passeth away and cometh not again. Hosea. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Turn to the Lord, say unto him, Take away all iniquity, and receive us graciously. I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely. Proverbs. My son, forget not my law. Let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days... And long life and peace shall they add to thee. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid, for the Lord shall be thy confidence. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Psalms. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. John. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet 
and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Day Day from Georgia will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Love God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole of man in his image and likeness. Divine love is infinite. Therefore, all that really exists is in and of God and manifests his love. Art thou dwelling in the belief that mind is in matter and that evil is mind? Or art thou in the living faith that there is and can be but one God, and keeping his commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This me is spirit. Therefore the command means this. Thou shalt have no intelligence, no life, no substance, no truth, no love, but that which is spiritual. The second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. It should be thoroughly understood that all men have one mind, one God and Father, one life, truth, and love. Mankind will become perfect 
in proportion as this fact becomes apparent. War will cease and the true brotherhood of man will be established. Having no other God, turning to no other but the one perfect mind to guide him, man is the likeness of God, pure and eternal, having that mind which was also in Christ. The Master said, No man cometh unto the Father, the divine principle of being, but by me, Christ, life, truth, love. For Christ says, I am the way. Physical causation was put aside from first to last by this original man, Jesus. He knew that the divine principle, love, creates and governs all that is real. In the Saxon and 20 other tongues, good is the term for God. The scriptures declare all that he made to be good, like himself, good in principle and in idea. Therefore, the spiritual universe is good and reflects God as he is. God's thoughts are perfect and eternal, our substance and life. Material and temporal thoughts are human, involving error. And since God, spirit, is the only cause, they lack a divine cause. The temporal and material are not then creations of spirit. They are but counterfeits of the spiritual and eternal. There is but one spirit. Man is never God, but spiritual man made in God's likeness reflects God. In this scientific reflection, the ego and the father are inseparable. The divine mind maintains all identity from a blade of grass to a star as distinct and eternal. Every function of the real man is governed by the divine mind. The human mind has no power to kill or to cure and it has no control over God's man. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. The human mind is opposed to God and must be put off, as St. Paul declares. All that really exists is the divine mind and its idea, and in this mind, the entire being is found harmonious and eternal. The straight and narrow way is to see and acknowledge this fact. Yield to this power and follow the leadings of truth. Is it not a species of infidelity to believe that so great a work as the Messiah was done for himself or for God, who needed no help from Jesus' example to preserve the eternal harmony? But mortals did need this help. And Jesus pointed the way for them. Divine love always has met and always will meet every human need. Jesus presented the idea of God better than could any man whose origin was less spiritual. By his obedience to God, 
he demonstrated more spiritually than all others the principle of being. Hence the force of his admonition, if ye love me, keep my commandments. Though demonstrating his control over sin and disease, the great teacher by no means relieved others from giving the requisite proofs of their own piety. He worked for their guidance that they might demonstrate this power as he did and understand its divine principle. Implicit faith in the teacher and all the emotional love we can bestow upon him will never alone make us imitators of him. We must go and do likewise else we are not improving the great blessings which our master worked and suffered to bestow upon us. The divinity of Christ was made manifest in the humanity of Jesus. What we most need is the prayer of fervent desire for growth in grace, expressed in patience, meekness, love, and good deeds. To keep the commandments of our master and follow his example is our proper debt to him and the only worthy evidence of our gratitude for all that he has done. Outward worship is not of itself sufficient to express loyal and heartfelt gratitude, since he has said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. The habitual struggle to be always good is unceasing prayer. Its motives are made manifest in the blessings they bring. Blessings which, even if not acknowledged in audible words, attest our worthiness to be partakers of love. My weary hopes tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself. When he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of divine healing is throughout all time. And whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 23. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Blessed Christmas morn, though murky clouds pursue thy way, thy light was born where storm enshrouds, nor dawn, nor day. Hymn number 23.
Let's now sing hymn number 153. In thee, my God and Savior, forevermore the same, my spirit hath rejoicing, for holy is thy name. My soul doth magnify the Lord, sing all in glad accord. Praise him who lifts the lowly, for faithful is his word. I magnify and bless thee, for faithful is thy word. Hymn number 153. From the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the Correlative Passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, 
nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal era. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Amen.